0: Hello my lovely listeners, I'm Dr Mary Barson. And I'm Dr Lucy Burns. Welcome to this episode of Real Health Health and Weight Loss. Hi Lucy,
1: good morning, how are you today?
0: Wonderful Mayors. absolutely wonderful. Beautiful sunshine where I am this morning, so you know that always makes my heart sing. Today I'm really looking forward into giving our listeners the actionable advice and our 4R framework. So um, do you want to give them just a little, you know, maybe two-sentence summary on what we spoke about last week just to remind them about the gut and then we can move into the 4R framework? Yes, indeed.
1: So last week we introduced what the gut is and discussed how it is absolutely and utterly central to our health as human organisms much of our health depends upon the health of our gut and that there are lots of very simple straightforward things that we can change in our lifestyle to improve our gut health and thus improve our well-being entirely
0: wonderful Wonderful, and I really liked the idea that we divided it into the sort of two structures: the one being the the structure of the gut, if you like, the barrier, the gut wall, and then the second being the microbiome. So the uh, you know the buzzword. And um, for any of our listeners that haven't listened, obviously you can pop back to last week's and go through that. But we mentioned the 4R framework, which is one of my favourite learning modules. I love alliterations and you've got the RRR. So if you'd like to let them all know what that stands for, I would be delighted to hear.
1: Okay, so our 4R framework for gut health and gut healing. The first R stands for remove. This is where you remove the toxic causes that damage our gut, that disrupt or change the gut microbiome into a more unhealthy gut microbiome and the things that can increase intestinal permeability or that leaky gut as it is colloquially known and things that can affect the gut brain access all very important things so removing the toxic causes which is processed food chemical additives uh, refined flours seed oils excess sugar And certain medications as well can also um, play a role as well as stress, poor sleep, sedentary behavior, not getting enough sunlight, not socializing and seeing your friends. It's extraordinary. But those things like stress, poor sleep, sedentary behavior, they really do adversely affect the health of your gut. So that is the remove R, first R. The second one is replace. So now that you've removed all sort of the toxic high-carb or inflammatory foods, you need to then replace them with healthy, real food. Foods that are anti-inflammatory, that are real foods from nature, and foods that have a rich array of nutrients that nurture our gut back to health. The third R is re-inoculate, which is basically getting in some good beneficial bacteria and beneficial yeast and other beneficial microbes into your gush by eating them. So that's, we talk a lot about making and eating fermentable foods and drinks. And then the final R is rebalance. So, you know, what is good for your brain is good for your gut. And what is good for your gut is good for your brain. So the rebalance step is all about stress management, sleep management, regular movement, time outside and time with friends and family. And that's it. You know, with these four R's, you can really start healing today and it is never too late to start healing
0: your gut. I think it's interesting because, you know, marketing mischief. So have you got thoughts on fibre? Because, you know, if you now look at a, packet of processed cereal kellogg's sultana brand for example i looked at that the other day it has a great big kind of star on it saying fiber good for your gut and that seems to be the catch cry currently of a lot of cereal manufacturers and it's all about healthy gut gut friendly what are your thoughts mayors on all of that
1: yeah, so I would say that this can come under the general banner of marketing mischief. So what do our guts need and this the fiber really kind of comes into the the reinoculate when we go into that in more detail we'll talk about the benefits of probiotics which are beneficial bacteria and yeast that we eat and pre it's confusing terminology, but prebiotics is the fibre that we eat that feeds the gut microbiome. So this fibre kind of acts like fertiliser for your gut. And it is true that the best knowledge we have is that our guts do benefit from this prebiotic food, but you do not need to get it in the form of processed cereals and whole grains. Bran. This actually is entirely unnecessary, and for other reasons, processed cereals and processed foods can actually be quite damaging to our gut, into our health, and to you know our blood sugar levels, which in turn have bad um, adverse effects on our gut. So really, what we're talking about when getting some good you know prebiotics into you really just some veggies would be fine. Some uh, green veggies, the veggies that we um, encourage people to eat, the green list veggies, low carb veggies is probably enough. And certainly um, we don't need these processed foods. And interestingly, there are people who are on a carnivore diet and actually, so they're not eating any plant foods at all. And they actually find that they get some relief from longstanding standing gut pain issues and gut issues so there's certainly more to this than we know but you need to eat real food for health and don't worry about getting your fiber from processed cereals
0: it's one of the most entrenched beliefs i find with all of the people who first come to me for their weight loss is the idea that they have to eat cereal or they have to eat fibre because that's what they've been told. And people are, are reasonably compliant a lot of the time. They're trying to do their best and there is so much mixed messaging out there. It does grind my gears when companies market their product as something that is healthful when really it's processed rubbish with often added artificial there is an there's a thing called artificial fibres so they're man-made fibres you know even and this I guess comes back to our thing on why we don't sort of really embrace piles of low carb air quote treats because they're often filled with man-made fiber polydextrose in, in particular is a man-made fibre so what it does is it puts up the fibre count on the on the nutritional panel increases their star ranking but at the end of the day, it's really difficult for your gut to digest, which is why most people find when they do eat low-carb, sweet things that their gut is very unhappy. It spends half their night on the toilet. So I think we've got to be really just keep going back to those principles of low-carb, real food. Yes, real
1: food, absolutely. And I'm going to dive more into We'll do step one and step two in this episode, and and we'll get into more into step three and step four in the next one. So, step one remove. And you have touched on processed foods, and this is the most integral part of step one remove. So, you know, the first step that we talk about in our 4R framework is to remove the toxic causes that damage our gut. I always think it's really important to address with people that there are certain aspects of our development and our early childhood that can negatively impact our gut microbiome and our gut health. Things like how healthy our parents' gut microbiome was, whether or not we were born by a cesarean or a vaginal birth, whether or not we were breastfed or bottle fed or combination fed, whether or not we got antibiotics as a baby, as a child, all of these things that you, me, you know, every adult in the room can do nothing about. So I always encourage people to not worry at all about what happened in the past. The past is past and you don't need to worry about it because, you know, we can't change the past. We don't need to. There is plenty that can be done to improve your gut health right here and right now. And I think that that is all that matters. So what do you need to remove? Well, processed foods including processed foods that market themselves as high fiber and therefore gut healthy for all the reasons that you just articulated lucy you know processed foods they contain soaps literally soaps like surfactants that help improve the mouth feel and help with the food production process and these soaps are actually very inflammatory to our guts. They contain artificial sweeteners, which are problematic chemical additives and preservatives that can directly damage the gut. And they can directly damage the gut completely irrespective and independent to whatever their health star rating is, which is a sad but true fact with our current modern food system. And the other thing is grains. I would advocate people to remove grains particularly if they've got gut pain issues or gut issues and if they've got a weight loss goal. Grains contain these proteins that can increase intestinal permeability. Wheat for example contains the protein gluten or gliadin which has gotten a lot of press and people believe that anything that's gluten-free must be healthy. If it's a processed gluten-free snack that's not necessarily true, but one example of the ways in which proteins in grains can increase intestinal permeability is by the way that the gliadin proteins, the gluten and gliadin proteins, interact with these zonulin receptors in our gut, these special little receptors inside our, the barrier of our gut, and it rips them open and can just keep them open. So grains can actually increase intestinal permeability. And if you're trying to heal your gut, avoiding them is a great idea also if you want to lose weight or improve your metabolic health then avoiding grains is good for you as well and the same can be true with the lectins in legumes so for many people avoiding legumes can also be helpful to their gut health and also legumes are also quite high carb and we discussed them way back i think in episode one dr lucy
0: we did We did, and I think that it's just as you're talking, I'm listening, thinking, yep, this is uh, going back to that low-carb real food. Everything just goes back to that low-carb real food. And whenever you're wondering, is this going to be helpful for my gut, you can almost just say, is it low-carb real food? And if the answer is no, then your gut's probably not going to like it. Certainly I know when I used to eat legumes, we used to eat quite a lot of lentils. I (laughs) I was lady farty pops. And lady bloaty pops. So bloating and farting, you know, and we've all, I mean, we all know that, what was it, beans means hinds and that there's that little jingle that I've forgotten about, the more you eat, the more you fart, rah, rah, rah. But, yeah, it's same with grains. You know, for a lot of people that bloating, it may not even be pain, but bloating is really what that is, is the fermentation in the gut produces gas and that's what gives you that distention and... And pain that some people get some people don't get pain they just get bloating and farting
1: yes so grains and legumes not necessarily your friend other things that's really important to remove is seed oils we've discussed these in great detail Um, they're in pretty much every processed food that you buy if it comes in a packet or a box from the supermarket it probably contains a seed oil canola oil, sunflower oil, safflower seed oil, soybean oil, these um, foods have been marketed as heart healthy and super good for us. But unfortunately, tragically, tragically for the health of all humanity, the opposite is true. These oils are not healthy. They're highly inflammatory and have been implicated in causing intestinal permeability just on their own and we strongly advocate avoiding seed oils as much as humanly possible if not entirely. The other things that you need to you know avoid and it all comes down to our absolute solid principles of low-carb real food. Refined sugar and refined carbohydrates are within themselves inflammatory and can damage the gush. They also feed the bad bacteria that is bacteria that can cause us to have a dysbiotic or unhealthy gut microbiome and let our gut the gut bacteria get out of balance some are the main things that you need to remove we've discussed this first step of gut health in the course we certainly go into more detail about you know certain medications and other issues and we go into detail of that with our reboot program our mind and body transformation program coming up in february but the general principles of removing the processed foods the grains the legumes the seed oils refined sugar refined carbohydrates you will do your health and your gut great great good
0: Absolutely, and I've got to say one of the things that we see like within days of changing your diet is reduction in bloating for a start. People go, oh, my God, I'm so not bloated anymore, I can't believe it. But also reflux, the reflux symptoms, and reflux is clearly a very common problem. I think PPIs are the second most, they're certainly in the top three prescribed drugs with statins and antidepressants. So just to clarify reflux, some people call it heartburn and it's that sort of feeling when you get sort of some pain going up. It's when the stomach acid actually goes up your esophagus, so it goes up your, your food pipe. And most people would use something like quickies or mylan to, to sort of settle it down. And, you know, we didn't used to have this. Reflux, there was always a small amount of people that had reflux back in the sort of 70s, 80s, even early 90s, it is not the the pandemic that it is these days. I know pandemic's not quite the right word because pandemic implies infection, but reflux has just, you know, it's skyrocketing and you've got to think why, why is it doing that? And it's honestly, it goes right back to a lot of what we're eating.
1: I have seen that many times that when people go, low-carb, real food, one of the things that they remark upon is my reflux has gone away, my bloating has gone away, my bowels are more regular, things that they may not have even come to me with a complaint. These things just almost magically get better when you transition
0: to a fabulously healthy and delicious low-carb, real food. Absolutely. And I think the other thing that, on top of all of that, is that if you can heal your reflux or your bloating or your irritable bowel without needing medication, that is like the ultimate. Because if we can heal it and reverse it and fix it and manage it just by changing what we eat, then really, what other gifts are there? All right, so, Mez, we've talked a lot about step one. Let's talk about step two. What's the next R in our framework?
1: The next R is step two, replace. So now that you have removed all that toxic, high-carb or highly inflammatory foods, you need to replace them. And what should you replace them with? With healthy, real food, real food from nature, the green list foods, Lucy.
0: Yes, low-carb, real food, gosh. We're like broken records, but seriously, peeps, we cannot stress it enough.
1: Yeah. In that, I would encourage people to include really nutrient-dense foods that are full of nutrients, so that's meat and eggs and fish and seafood, nuts, seeds, as well as veggies. And with the veggies, I reckon it's a really good idea to eat vegetable fiber. I do. We we are going to do another topic about plant foods versus animal foods versus what should everybody be eating. But I, I do recommend plant foods. And I recommend that people eat prebiotics, which are basically just in your veggies. You don't have to go out and buy prebiotic supplements or or um, buy some sort of you no know, specially marketed packaged food to get your prebiotics, just need to eat your veggies. And good ones are like leafy greens and all your cruciferous veggies, like cauliflower, broccoli, brussels sprouts, cabbage. They're all great for um, the prebiotic foods that are like fertilizer to feed your inner garden. And I reckon it's a great idea. strongly recommend that everybody eat like a rainbow of colors to nourish the gut because all of those different coloured vegetables, the blacks and purples, the blue, the orange, the red, the yellow, the green, they all contain different phytonutrients, which means nutrients from plants. And all of those different colours represent different phytonutrients that that help nourish different healthy gut bacteria. So over the course of the week, aim to eat veggies from all the different colour groups. And bone broth. Add in some bone broth. It's a wonderful healing beverage. It's really glycine rich. It's got this beautiful healing nutrients in there, which can help help improve intestinal permeability and nourish the gut. It's so good for you. And also, we also like to add in a little bit of probiotic foods.
0: Yeah. And I think just on the veggie side of things, if people are able to eat local and particularly seasonal then the way our food's produced these days is part of our problem so if you're lucky enough to be able to go to a farmers market or a um you know farm gate if you live in the country or you grow your own veggies eating seasonal local veggies is beautiful not just for our gut but for our environment and i was at a little market this morning and picked up this wonderful big half a kilo of blackberries, which I just, I absolutely love. So I'm going to have some of those today. I'll probably have some tomorrow and I might put a few in the freezer because they can go a bit mouldy quickly. But just thinking about that, again, great for your body, great for the environment, great for your mind, great for your gut. Wonderful.
1: Well, be sure to join us uh, next week when we continue our discussion on gut health and we continue going through our 4 framework And be sure to join us next week uh, when we continue going through our 4R framework to good gut health. I can't wait.
0: Neither can I. I'll see you next week, darling. Bye now. Bye bye, everybody. So, my lovely listeners, that ends this episode of Real Health and Weight Loss. I'm Dr. Lucy Burns, and I'm Dr. Mary Barson. We're from
1: Real Life Medicine. To contact us, please visit rlmedicine.com.
0: And until next time, thanks Thanks for for listening.